so bossy, and I so bossy, and I so. I'm independent, got my own, and I'm so bossy, and I'm and I'm so bossy. Hey, boss friends, and welcome back. I'm super excited for this episode today. I'm super excited to be back with another episode, of course. If you're new to the Bossiest Friend, the podcast, I am the Milan Mobley, your bossiest friend, your host. If you aren't following me on Instagram and Twitter, make sure you do so at the Milan Mobley. If you aren't a part of our community yet, follow us on Instagram at your bossiest friend. Again, if you're new here, stop what you're doing and go back and listen to all of the episodes we had from season one all the way up to season four, Empire State of Mind. Our episodes have been building. We are the podcast that builds. So we build off of every conversation. So the last conversation and the next conversation gets better and better and better and better. So you want to go ahead and catch up before you start this episode. This episode is boss friends I'm so excited I have two amazing women who are making true impact true change in the community for the culture for black women they have an experience out right now that is one of a kind and you definitely don't want to miss it I'm not going to give the details like I normally do because I want you to really tap into this episode with a clear mind have your pen and paper ready because I know they're going to deliver some gems today so sit back relax enjoy this episode and again if you aren't caught up make sure you catch up before listening to it okay because you don't want to miss an episode of empire state of mind i'm independent got my own and i'm so bossy and i'm and i'm so bossy hey boss friends and welcome back as i told you i have two wonderful women in the building i told you it was a surprise because i didn't want to jump the gun and let you know too soon who our guests were these ladies are definitely taking the industry by storm the natural hair industry the culture, if you will. I'm super excited to have them. I have Miss Elizabeth Austin Davis here today and Miss Alicia Brooks. They are the women behind the Black Hair Experience. Ladies, welcome to your bossiest friend, the podcast. Thank you for hey, having me. Hey. <laughs> Absolutely. So, ladies, it's tradition in our podcast where I let my bossiest friends who are coming in the bossy seat to introduce themselves because, of course, we can talk about bios all day. But one thing we love here is for you to talk about yourself. I don't think we get ourselves enough credit sometimes where we just, you know, talk about ourselves, talk about our wins and who we really are as people. We're just so worried about the business. So, ladies, please take, you know, maybe one minute or two just to give the boss friends an introduction on who you are. I'll totally let Alicia go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I am Alicia Brooks. I'm one of the co-founders of the Black Hair Experience um, by trade. I am a graphic designer, visual artist, if you may. Um, so uh, I also own a, another t-shirt company called Hello Tea. Uh, and I am a mom of three. I, thought, I always add that in because obviously that's such a huge part of my life. <laughs> wow mom we love mom bosses because you guys hold it down for sure definitely definitely <laughs> so i guess i'll go next i'm liz um i am a professional uh wedding photographer um i've won a couple of awards i travel the world shooting weddings um and i my name of my business is elizabeth austin photography outside of the black hair experience i'm also a mom i have two small kids and a husband so that with everything keeps me busy as well. 
love it. I love it. So mom bosses out there. We have two amazing mom bosses on here. So by the end of this episode, I want you to be empowered and know that there is nothing that you cannot do because these ladies have their own individual brands and then they're impacting the world with their own experience. So let's jump into the conversation, ladies. Of course, the primary thing we're going to talk about today is the black hair experience. Like I really want to dive into how the idea came about because it's such an intricate and immaculate experience that you created. It really is powerful just for the simple fact that in this day and age and a lot of conversations around black hair in the workplace just overall has been one made a mockery, two looked down upon, and then three, of course, a lot of other cultures tried to imposter right their imposter syndrome they're suffering through so what made you ladies come up with such an experience well i have to be honest it was kind of alicia's main idea for the actual experience um so we were at a conference together um i think it was like uh, alicia was that like the first time we actually saw each other in person in like a long time we talked on the phone and this is of course before COVID. um and we were sitting and talking and alicia was talking about you know, um, how she went to another experience. And then also I was talking to her about how I was putting together a photo project about black women and our hair and our journey, just for something fun outside of weddings that I was doing. We kind of uh, gave, she kind of gave the idea of like making it into a space for black women to celebrate our hair. So um, that's kind of how, you know, it came about just one conversation is about two years ago. And we were off to the races from then, like really trying to put something together that, you know, we would be proud of. And then women that will come into our space, like we know our journey with our hair can be heavy. So we wanted to create a play, a space that could celebrate that and celebrate all of the different avenues of what it meant to have black hair. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how it came about. Awesome. So right now you ladies have a pop-up, correct, in Atlanta. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So we're currently in Atlanta um, and we've kind of extended through uh, April at this point. Um, we're kind of working through trying to figure out how we can um, really extend the black hair experience in Atlanta and, and be able to take it on. I'm not sure if uh, Mariah discussed, but we're also opening up the DC exhibit um, and that's scheduled to open here um, sometime in May. Awesome. Yeah, she did tell me about that. And I'm originally from D.C., so I was like, this is perfect. I can come here in Atlanta where I live at to go see it. I can go home and go see it. <laughs> so with you wanting to go to different locations, is the experience going to be different or how is that going to be? Yeah, so the plan is, of course, there's going to be certain things, uh, certain staple things that you'll see, uh, you know, that are similar in between the two experiences. Of course, they'll probably visually look a little bit different, but DC is going to have some all new things that Atlanta, you know, haven't hasn't seen yet. So it's definitely something, you know, you can go see in city to city if you happen to be um, in both places. Absolutely. So a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs and I know many of them want to create events and they want to do things like you ladies are doing so when it came down to developing the black hair experience what was one of the most challenging things you ladies had to overcome <laughs> yeah um so I would honestly say the finding the venue was the most difficult thing um 
because the one thing that I would, uh, to be completely honest, people didn't understand what we were doing. Um, There was a lot of discrimination, just to be kind of honest. Um, And we found that it was a definitely a different, uh, a difficult process. It, financially, we, we were able to handle, you know, uh, what we were asking for, but they didn't even give us the opportunity to say that we were ready to be able to handle it. So that was something that was a little bit outside of our control. And uh, like people just not understanding the concept, like we would name our competitors, we would say what it is, but as soon as they saw black in the title, you know, that was a, a real issue. Um, and it, it was a, a really big challenge, a really big challenge for us. Wow. Yeah. And that's, that's, I can see that definitely being in the public relations industry. And I have two clients right now, they're in the DEI space. So we talk often about those challenges and how a lot of companies don't want to partner if the word black is thrown into it. And that's a problem. And that just even goes down to our hair. So when we attend the black hair experience, what can we expect that really helps us connect and really resonates with our hair and our culture? So really, it's going to be able to tap into those nostalgic moments. I think whether, you know, you're natural, you're relaxed, you, you have locks, you, or you're, you know, you're bald, you're going to be able to find something in the black hair experience that really pulls into a part of your childhood, maybe even your adulthood. And I think that is what people who come can expect, right? We're trying to create a, spa- a space that's safe for black women, a space that celebrates Black women, our hair and our experience. And really, this is a place for you to feel seen. Um, and that was really our whole intention behind, you know, the curation of every every single installation. I love it. I love it. Okay, so you said something, Alicia, that triggered my thought, um, which I always talk about things I remember as a kid when it comes down to hair. So for you two, what is one thing that you remember as a kid about your hair or something that's like a staple, like you'll never forget? Uh, I mean, I definitely, you know, experienced getting a relaxer or, or scratching, keeping it on too long, scabbing up, like all of that, you know, like childhood. Okay. But um, I think that would be it for me. Liz. Um, <clears throat> okay. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I didn't used to have that fan ponytail at the top of my head, <laughs> going to school you know, with the butterfly clips and the little like, yeah. So I feel like for me, that was, you know, I remember getting up in the morning, you know, of course I had a perm at the time, gelling my hair up with the fan, trying to make my ponytail fanned out. So um, I feel like that would be the biggest thing that I remember like every day trying to get that look down pat. I never quite got it. And then having a little hump in the front, I never quite got it, but it, I was on my way. <laughs> I think for me, um, <laughs> Would definitely be the Bobos. Yes. <laughs> definitely the Bobos. My <laughs> grandma made sure I had either the circular ones, the square ones, and the Borettes. I had every type of Borette that you could possibly think of. All right. Did you have a Borette bucket, though? Like, you know, like you had a little Bobo bucket where all the Bobos went? <laughs> oh, I definitely had one. It was a shoebox container. I definitely had to, I had one for sure. <laughs> I definitely had one. I was just thinking, I was like, you know, is that something that, you know, I'm going to have my kids experience? I'm like, absolutely. You were not a kid if you didn't have the Bobos. I feel like now in today's age and society, Bobos are like not a thing because 
parents are trying to make their kids a little too grown. I'm going to have bobos. Oh, no, no, no. Our daughters have Let bobos. me tell you, okay? I was about to say, we got that bucket. Bobos. Yeah, bucket right by the bed. <laughs> With the barrette. I literally just pulled it out last night to do her hair. I kid yep. you not. We ain't got nowhere to go, but... <laughs> and you know what is so funny? I said, I was saying to myself when I was doing her hair, I was like, this is a rite of passage, sis. You got to get popped with them one good time. I'm sorry. It's not on, not on purpose. I didn't mean to, but like, yes, yeah, she definitely has those. Now, I think one thing that is better that these, like kids of this generation won't experience is the hair gel and the grease that we yes. went through. <laughs> yes. There's a lot better products out there nowadays. <laughs> Because I remember, like, like <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to give, like, a guilty little secret. I I, I shouldn't. I, I use all the new hair products and companies. <laughs> but, like, honestly, last night, I definitely had used a little Blue Magic in <gasps> Maya's hair. Like, just, true just confession. Just a little bit. I use it for my sons, though, you know, after they get their hair cut. So we still, okay. we still got a little Blue Magic. But I do. I use all of the, you know, the natural hair based, you know, product companies. But I'm not gonna lie, I look guilty, guilty <laughs> secret here. Well, I mean, you know, it, it, it'd be okay once in a while to pull it out. You know, who? Yeah. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do if you want it right. And that's the old products we used to get us right. So listen, there's no complaints over here. <laughs> but okay, ladies, shifting gears just a little bit. You ladies have been friends for a very long time, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, we have. Uh, yep. Okay. Okay, so you've been friends for a long time and your business partners. Now, I think we all can contest that a lot of people are scared to get in business relationship with their friends because they don't want to ruin the friendship. So with you ladies, what would you say has been the key components to building such a strong brand together and maintaining your friendship? Um, I think the very first thing that I would say is that me and Alicia know each other and I know where her heart resides. So, you know, having a partnership isn't always easy and it's not always, you know, um, something that I would say was fun, right? But in the same breath, I feel like, you know, her intentions and my intentions are always to be better for the brand and to better, like we have the same goals, right? So I think, you know, having our strong friendship, understanding our boundaries and the way that we talk to each other, understanding that at the end of the day, we love each other. We both want the same things. It's really almost like, because we're both married. So I always like say in my head, it's like, it's literally like another marriage and another relationship and learning how to, to do business together, right? So I feel like the the biggest thing that I love the most about us is that, we, we love each other through it all, through all the stress, through all, you know, um, everything that we've been through with the experience. Um, and we listen to each other. That is the biggest thing. It's like really listening to each other. And when I know when Alicia is very adamant about something, it's like, okay, this is, she feels very strongly about this. We're going to do it this way. And then vice versa. And we just have that, those conversations and talk things out because I feel like the biggest breakdown when it comes to partnerships is not talking it out and then not giving each other space as well. Like, all right, I've had it up for a day, you know, like we're getting to that point of like, you know, we need to take a break. So I feel like for us, 
really maintaining that and then also pouring into our friendships outside of business, like taking that step back and saying, all right, sis, how are you today? What's going on? How are the kids? You know, what else is going on outside of the business life? So, you know, um, I would highly encourage it, but I would also like also encourage anyone out there to have those transparent conversations because if you're not willing to have those transparent conversations you're going to ruin a really great friendship um, but i always say with this two heads are better than one because there's no way that i could have done this without her and vice versa <laughs> i love it no that's that's a great um tip liz because a lot of times in business we forget that the other person is human, right? And they're going to feel some type of way some days or they have their own opinion and it is a partnership and it has to be an equal benefit and it has to be balanced. So I think that was a great tip. So with having such strong foundations built within your own friendship and having a whole brand together, you ladies have had to partner and meet a lot of people, right? So how did you maintain relationships with others because i know in business that's a very hard thing for people to do is maintain relationships with other people and you ladies are constantly needing people to grow your business mm -hmm. alicia do you want to take that one i'm I, I would say how we maintain it is again i think it piggybacks off of liz's point about two heads being better than one i think that you know liz can is really good at nourishing and, man, and managing other certain relationships and then i you know and i take on others and of course we have some where we both have to be involved but i think um we just kind of maintain like balancing by dividing and conquering you know as as much as we can liz has her stronger points and her connections and then the same for me so I think that's the best way. And then we kind of come back and kind of report and communicate to each other about the conversations that were taking place um, while fostering and growing those other relationships. Yeah, absolutely. So ladies and gentlemen, you have to be able to nurture your relationships. So if you are not nurturing your relationships today, today's the time to start. Don't wait until tomorrow, but you do have to nurture your relationships. You do not have to know your strengths and your weaknesses, whether it's by yourself or with a business partner. You can't be the only one tackling something in the business partnership. So if you know that your weakness is talking and communicating with people effectively, don't try to do so. Do not try to wear all of the hats and the pants. You have to distribute and delegate in your business partnerships. It's okay. And like Liz said, you have to be transparent. That is the only way you are going to get to the levels that these ladies have reached and to maintain a friendship for over 10 years. So take their advice because I promise you, they know some things, okay? Let's <laughs> <laughs> so, say we know some things and we've seen some things, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the biggest thing. When you see things, you like, okay, I don't want to go back to ever seeing that again. So this has to change. So boss friends, maybe you might have to see some things too in order to grow. <laughs> nonetheless, there is hope. And I want you all to take that away from just that little tidbit that they just gave. Now, digging a little deeper into the business, into the relationship, you both expressed in the beginning, you have your own things going on. So how do you balance your own things your family, your friendship, and the black hair experience, because I can only imagine somebody's pulling their hair out somewhere along the line. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I'll let Alicia talk a little bit <laughs> more about, you know, her balance and I'll talk a little bit uh, about what I, what I ended up doing too. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure most people don't think I'm human. I probably, because <laughs> I operate off of like very little sleep, but that's just kind of been me. Um, but it's really about like, I don't want to call it compartmentalizing, but really putting things into different pockets and, and, and juggling the windows. Because like you said, we both uh, are poured into the Black hair experience, but we also have our own brands and families. So it's really like trying to create um, that the designated times for what it is that you're working on, you know, because between, you know, I have graphic design clients, you know, family time, our other businesses as well. So it's really about separating the time and really trying not to let uh, things pour over into each other too much. Liz is really good about letting me know uh, that she needs to take time to do X, Y, and Z for a wedding. And I, you know, respect that. And and we're trying to really grow and learn in that um, um, creating those boundaries and um, pockets of time for it. It doesn't hurt also that we both have very supportive uh, husbands. So they also help with the balance of a lot of this stuff, especially when it comes to, you know, the kids or helping out where they can in our businesses. Um, So I think for me, it's really just about, uh, really creating those designated windows and allocating, you know, a certain amount of time to whatever area that I'm working on. Yeah, I was, I 100% agree with that. Um, and I think for me, when it came, when it comes to, you know, just to add a little bit more of like having, I actually have someone that's designated inside of like the photography business to kind of help maintain that. Because my my biggest thing is like, both of these entities are very important. And, but one needs to be nurtured more than the other, right? And I feel like Alicia has, uh, we both had this conversation of like, our other businesses have are like well-oiled machines that we've been doing for six years. We have the processes in place. We know what needs to happen there. We have our goals in place. And so it wouldn't have been possible to be able to add something without that being, being able to be in place first. So I think, you know, that balancing act really comes with having those things that foundation set in those businesses so that that way they can kind of run themselves because that's the ultimate goal of what you want as a business owner is not to have to be in the nitty gritty of everything and still be able to maintain your sales goals. So, you know, I feel like that has been, you know, even a learning curve now adding, you know, something else that is really near and dear. But this is, this is, Alicia always says, like, this is our baby. Like it is, like, it is something that, we have seen impact women, you know, like I get so much joy of just having people in our space and just seeing how happy it makes them. It's like the motivation to keep going when the BS of of running a business happens, right? So um, I think, you know, being able to do that and then understanding the ultimate goal of what we're trying to do with the Black Hair Experience makes it easy to be able to do both. Absolutely, absolutely. You ladies are very much like myself. When I say I have a lot going on, a lot. And sometimes I feel like there is no end to the days. And one thing that keeps me upbeat is definitely like the podcast or my YouTube channel, or even cooking. I really enjoy cooking. I have a whole cooking brand. So I definitely connect with that when it comes down to the stress in one business, you still have this right here, like your passion project, basically. So I think that's beautiful. I think everyone should have something else that they're super passionate about. Um, 
that has impact because I think that's the biggest thing that you ladies are doing with the black hair experience is creating impact outside of the experience so I think that's awesome okay so I have to bring in the whole title of the show because it wouldn't be empire state of mind if we didn't talk about building empires right so in empire state of mind we go all in depth about building the empire so that's what you ladies are doing so with your personal brands we're going to touch there first and then we're going to talk about the black hair experience again but with your personal brands what do you think has been the most essential thing to building your empires. And when I say essential, I mean, if you didn't have it, you don't think that your business would have made it this far. Hmm. Very good question. Um, um, uh, I can go. Uh, I, I can definitely say, I think across everything, I think if I didn't have it, uh, I don't think any of them would be successful because of the amount of doors that get shut in your face. And that's perseverance, right? There are going to be a lot of people to tell you no. There are going to be a lot of barriers to entry. I mean, when I decided to create a, my T-shirt brand, I mean, T-shirt industry is a very oversaturated market. Um, so the persistence um, and knowing and standing behind the quality of what you're doing, um, I think that has really been a, a key element um, because you're going to fall down or people are going to shut doors in your faces. They're going to tell you no. Um, it's just the power of pushing through those. I like that. That is definitely what we say on the podcast. Tweetable. It's definitely tweetable. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I I would say in my business, uh, I, I agree with perseverance as well, just in, in general, like it, it gets hard. Um, but I would also say the, the people that I've worked with inside of my um, photography business, because like when you're on a wedding, you also have a, another photographer that works with you. And then also um, an assistant as well. So being able to have that really good team that, that really understood the ultimate goal of what we're striving for, what we're pushing for, and then also having really good processes, um, understanding you know what my leads look like and bringing in you know those type of things and you know understanding my bottlenecks in my business. I feel like not really dealing with what the images look like, but then also looking at the business side of things has been really a catalyst to be able to, you know, get to where I am in my career in that um, when it comes to photography. Absolutely. You both, the both of you ladies are in a creative space. So being in a creative space, building an empire definitely takes a lot. Like having a service-based business, and I know you both can contest to this, it's hard. It is so hard to have a service-based business so in your businesses being a service to other people how have you been able to handle those hard clients because I get asked that all the time like what happens when you get a difficult client or a client that's hard and doesn't really agree with what you want to do or what you have a vision for them how have you ladies dealt with that exactly yeah, I'll speak from the perspective of the, you know, of the experience and with photography, because I feel like a lot of times when it comes to having hard clients, it's because that I haven't set their expectations. Like I haven't 
clearly communicated exactly what is what my boundaries are and what you know that looks like. So I feel like sometimes yes, people will go above and beyond and just like try to get whatever they can get. But I find that whenever I've been in a situation where somebody where it was a very difficult situation, it's because I did not effectively communicate. Um, and also being able to say like, hey, we were able like even you know like we gave you the guidelines here they are like these are the rules being able to like go back to that I'm sorry I don't know oh I thought my my computer died sorry um even going back to that you know and being able to have those things in writing or being able to have those conversations up front I feel like that has allowed you know a lot of that to kind of you know stop um I feel like even within the the experience we have been very blessed very, very blessed that we have, it's been a place where, you know, we haven't had any issues. Like people are just so happy when they come in, you know, even being a service base, like we, we really have. And I, I tell Alicia that all the time, because this is, this is very rare <laughs> to have a business and everybody to be ha- like everybody that comes, like we don't have, you know, any issues that, you know, need to kind of be worked out that way, having a service-based business. I guess I'm coming from a perspective where I'm working with brides. So working with brides, I guess, is a little bit different. So my mindset is just like, oh, like really everybody's happy. There's no issues. Nobody's stressed, you know? So, um, but yeah, I feel like it's just a little bit different with the experience because of what I think people are, are coming to have a good time and they have a good time. So it's not you know, they're not like, we're not putting ourselves in a situation where they're difficult, like they're being difficult or anything like that. Absolutely. That's wonderful. Alicia, do you have anything to add? Um, yeah, I pretty much agree with her. Um, even like with graphic design clients, um, it's really like she said, really setting the expectations. I'm a visual person and really just keeping the communication open. Um, but I pretty much agree with everything that Liz said. Absolutely. I agree for sure with the setting expectations, like being in public relations and a business coach, I have to set expectations all the time. And I think my biggest expectation for my clients is to think realistic Mm -hmm. because clients can come with Louis Vuitton budgets and dreams. And right now the brand may be on, you know, maybe a Walmart level. Like we're not there yet. We have to build to those things that we want to get to. So I definitely think setting expectations sets the tone of the partnership and it, it changes and prevents a lot of turmoil in the end, especially if the client is saying, oh, well, this didn't happen. That didn't happen. The expectations were already set. So I think that is a great tip to take away. I think that's one of the biggest things that will help you build an empire in the long run is setting expectations just all across the board, whether it be with the client, business partnership, investors, whatever the case is, it's always an expectation that has to be set. So Liz, I couldn't say that better myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's the goal, like being able to to set those expectations and then blow them out the water. You know what I mean? In terms of like the service that you're providing. And I feel like for us, you know, with the experience, that's the one thing that we have seen that people walk in and just like taken back by the quality of our installations and the details of, you know, what we put in there, because like we wanted like, even though, you know, we we understand with our industry that we're, we're in in terms of experiential museums, um, and we wanted to make sure that the space that we were creating was 
superior for black women. You know, we wanted the best in terms of what we could give and in the way that we lay things out. So I feel like, you know, that's also a part of it and how you can continue to grow is being able to say, this is what you expect when you get in there. And it's better than that. Yeah, absolutely. So you actually segue into my next um, question, which is awesome. When the ladies leave or when I leave, what, what do you want us to take away from the experience? Hmm. Well, the biggest thing I think is, is repeating the message of like feeling seen, feeling celebrated. Um, and honestly, I want you to leave feeling better than you did when you came, like happy. I think joy has been like the number one feeling of people when they leave the black hair experience. It's like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen this X, Y, and Z, Z, B since I was a child. Or I used to have all those hair magazines all over my room as well. It took me back to childhood um, in a positive way, right? And, 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 and building connections, like connecting with each other over this shared experience, especially um, seeing the impact that our hair, right, has influence on across culture. So right out just outside of the black community, how our hair and what we do inspires literally every other culture and every other, you know, community and what they're doing with their hair and knowing like the impact that our our hair has had on the world, right? Um so I think I want people to leave feeling, you know, happy and 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 seen and and joyful. Well, I feel happy already. Just hearing that description made me feel very happy. So I can only imagine actually experiencing how people are going to definitely feel. I think that's beautiful. So Alicia, since you were just talking, I want to ask you and then Liz, I'll ask you before we wrap up, what would you say your favorite part about the experience is? Like yours? Um, I mean, I love Mag Magwall. Like... <laughs> Again, because I was I was the girl with the black hair magazines and the word of magazines like spiraled across my wall for my inspiration. You know what I was going to wear, what style I was going to try next. Like that was me. <laughs> like, I'm going to get that one. Number 32. Like, I, you know, so that was me. So I think I resonate with that. Uh, you know, that is probably like my favorite part um, of the black hair experience um, Atlanta. Yeah, I I would have to say, I mean, okay, Magwall is definitely my favorite as well. But if, my, if I have to go with something else, it would be our mural that we have in the back. Uh, we have um, this mural that says Black Hair Is. And like people get to come and write on the walls and like get, say what Black Hair is to them. And like just getting to read that and just getting to, you know, see all the women come in and say all these beautiful things about what our hair is to them. I feel like that is, it's just powerful to me. So like as that wall, it was one, it was originally one wall and now it has expanded into the, into the hallway. We've had, you know, so many visitors come and I just love to watch that, you know, hallway get full because we get to see the impact of our space on to others. You know, uh, we have to acknowledge this past year has been very difficult, you know, for a lot of people. 
and, you know, being able to have a, a space that they can have fun in and, you know, to come out and be safe and, you know, socially distance and all that good stuff and still be able to have a good time. Like we don't take that for granted and we know what we're doing and the power of what we're doing for others. So that one area kind of incumbents that because we actually get to see people leave their mark. I love it. I think I, lo I love that. And it, I was closing out the episode. And when I close out the episode, I normally ask our guests, what does having an empire state of mind mean to you? But in lieu of being the Black hair experience and you ladies being here, now I feel like I have to ask you ladies that question. What does Black hair mean to you? Black hair is? Hmm. I mean, I would yeah, refer so, uh, one word. Yes. Yeah, so like, <laughs> <can I? laughs> Hard. Black I mean, hair is everything. That would be mine. <laughs> everything. Yeah, I would say legendary. Ooh, legendary. Okay, I would say powerful. Yes, I love that. Yes. All the way. And I say that because we have to think, like, we have some of the strongest trusses of hair. Like, oh, like, it's yes. the, I'm just, uh. <laughs> We have some of the strongest trusses of hair. And then any way that we style our hair makes an impact. And making an impact is powerful. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, you know, I know we're closing out, but I also want to say, too, the experience was really important for us in the way of normalizing our differences as Black women. You know, like saying that if you decide to be natural, if you decide to straighten your hair, if you decide to have locks, like all of that is powerful. And our hair is beautiful, no matter what the outside world thinks. Like we, we, we are the culture when it comes to hair. So like the things that they determine that are ghetto, they're doing it now. That should show you how powerful, you know, what we've created and that deserves to be celebrated. So when you walk into the experience Atlanta or the experience in DC, you will feel that, you will see that, you will laugh, you will cry, and you will love, you know, what we're creating and what it means to have um, Black hair. I love it. Alicia, did you want to add anything? She laid that out perfectly. I, I could not have said it better myself. I was just about to say, that was truly a drops mic end of discussion type of <laughs> No, Liz, you definitely closed that out perfectly. I think that was a, a great way to end the conversation. But before I let you ladies go, definitely let the boss friends know everything that you have coming up. Um, the hours of operation for the hair experience, how they can come, like give us all the details behind it. Cause I want to make sure that anyone that's in Atlanta or the DMV area definitely supports you ladies in any kind of way. Yeah, so we are on, on Instagram at the Black Hair Experience. Um, right now, our Atlanta location is only open on the weekends, and that will that will change when the weather changes and as COVID gets better. Um, our DC location is, sl is slated to open in uh, the summer. So if you head over to our Instagram and sign up for um, our mailing list, you'll be able to keep up to date on like what's happening with Atlanta in terms of you know our hours and uh, when if you know, once DC comes online, we're staying open and like all that good stuff. So um, make sure you sign up for our email list. You'll be the first to be able to get tickets to DC once it opens. We do have some amazing goodies. So make sure that when those tickets drop, you get your tickets, girls. Gonna be worth it. Let me tell you. <laughs> Absolutely. Ladies, 
even gentlemen, stop by. Go support these ladies and what they're doing. Again, they're making impact. And the biggest thing about building an empire is the impact that you have on the world. And trust me, their impact is large. So make sure you go check them out. You don't want to miss a beating. You don't want to miss an amazing opportunity. So just go have fun, be yourself, and really embrace the culture. So boss friends, you already know the deal. It's Empire State of Mind. It's your bossiest friend. Make sure you guys are sharing your bossiest friend, the podcast make sure you share this episode because this was episode people need to hear we talked about impact we talked about nurturing relationships we talked about an experience that is life-changing just from bringing you back to a time where everything was just everything and that's how I like to look at it and we talked about being powerful so make sure you share this episode and let everyone know they can listen to it on and you know I'm not gonna even try to think like I know all the all the outlets were on, but the top three, Google Play, Anchor, oh, top four, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And until next time, boss friends, it's husband kisses. And I'm so boss, and I'm, and I'm so boss, so boss, so boss. So.